And Son Sonata, since you have an informed opinion, let's say, about um the <laughs> whoa Wait about the being about the being perfection of BK Joe, the culinary masterpiece of our time. What what's your review of BK Joe? My review of BK Joe. I don't know. I like to enjoy my Mountain Dew Kickstart. This tweet is sponsored by Mountain Dew. It's not by Indeed. Mountain Dew Voltage though. It's not worth a sweat. Yeah, because Mountain Dew Voltage is shit. <laughs> oh fuck you! Fuck you! Fight Yo, me! Yo, you know who Linkara is? How do we improve you know, this on is... Mountain Dew Voltage? <laughs> you don't. You drink a good beverage, like you know, regular Mountain Dew or Mountain Dew Whiteout or Pepsi, for that matter. Or, or fucking, by like the way, Mountain Pepsi Dew. is better than Coke. Fuck you, fight me. Yes, I can agree with that. No. We're dropping all. Th we're we're gonna alienate everyone. <laughs> You drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> Look, Ew. I'm probably just gonna keep this in one of those that little segment that I did in that in the episode 31, where it's just like backstage, unversed cast. No, you know, it doesn't. I like doing that. Just bear it all in the open. Yeah. No, I don't want to leave it all in the opening Is this how because it was cluttered the and there was shit in there that I didn't want to listen to in the final product. Okay. Just like Kingdom Hearts 2, right? The curtain's <laughs> open. And we're talking about Coke. <laughs> Anyways, In any case, welcome, welcome to Inverse Cast. My name is Sonata. These are my four idiots. No, you don't get to do that. I belong to no man. <laughs> but then again, you do edit, so. Okay, Except when action? I edit. Except it's funny. <laughs> it's Except funny, for... though. We got a couple comments in the, the Nintendo Direct episodes we just published recently, and people are like, uh -huh. wow, Sonata's really getting better at this editing thing. <laughs> when in reality, it's just no, like nobody the knows the episodes that actually, I... <laughs> Nobody can ever truly know who's actually editing. <laughs> you want to know who's editing? If you put the podcast like section in, who's you editing, actually... but you don't know. I don't know who's editing. It's like even. a Wonder Ball. We know what we're putting in there, but you don't know what's going to come out of it. No, it's like it's if, if we put the, the podcast boner. segments in, like the actual like words, you know that it's exo editing. And then if we if you don't put it in, but then you like make everything else like edited to shit, then you know it's my editing because I just so, decide so to edit So basically, if nothing everything. happens, then exo edit it. <laughs> <laughs> are are you are you dissing my editing skills, King K? No, no, no. I also think that if nothing happens, then I also edited it because I would have done nothing back when I edited the podcast, which was short lived. I, know I don't know why you guys edited me to do it, but actually, I, don't you know, know. I edited the podcast for quite a while. You did. I'm proud of that. Yeah, you should be. Wear proud. it as a badge of honor. So, we are we are back with another fin fangling tastic episode of Unverse Cast. We, as you can see, we brought along a guest. We haven't done that since Nick on Planet Ripple appeared for Star Fox Zero. So, uh, welcome, and of course, we have our lovely, talented editor, Sonata Kun, on for the podcast today. Introduce yourself. Hello. Hey, everybody, my name is Sonata, and welcome to the Inverse Cast. For this episode, we're going to be reading some fan fictions and talking about my favorite game in the fucking universe. You know what I realized? I thought that though. was Monster Hunter. No, my favorite <laughs> game of all time is Kingdom Hearts 2, though Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate is a very close second. But you know what's interesting, though? It's not as our first guest in, in like two years. Jesus, have we you really been doing this thing that long? we'd have a bunch of guests, and we've only oh, managed God. to get two people? <laughs> because no one wants to be on a podcast where we read goddamn fanfiction! We That's don't like want... our claim to fame. <laughs> we... Nobody wants to hear about Sonic contemplating rape towards Amy! 
No, I beg Look, to differ. do you want to know why I stopped putting Those that section in the books? <laughs> do you know why I stopped like having to go onto that fanfiction and screenshot again and put it into the video? Because I, I'm fine with listening to you guys losing your shit. I'm fine with listening to Michael read it and lose his shit. But what I'm not fine with is seeing it with my own two eyes. <laughs> okay, so this thing has 894 reviews. I beg to differ. You beg to differ? Wait, how can you yeah. beg to differ about the amount? No, no, no. I, I'm saying that they're saying that nobody. I cares. don't think there's uh, 892. Oh. I think there's 891. Nobody cares to read the damn thing, but uh, there, are, there are 894 reviews. Uh, Clearly, people care about this. This acclaimed series. I mean, people cared Cl about acclaimed. a fanfiction called Palutena's Farting Problem. There are also people that cared about a fanfiction called yeah, Isabel's Farting Problem. Well, I mean, there's people who care enough about, like, anything because they draw porn no. about it, you know? You are, you are right. <laughs> like Incredibles right. porn. I'm gonna leave it there. Oh, no. So oh, I thought Michael just, six. when he clicked, right, I thought right. he had, like, Incredibles porn on the ready. Tell me. Like, when he, like... <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna make me read this, are you? tabs. <laughs> Listen, you, you don't tell me what tabs I look at during this podcast. I gotta keep myself entertained somehow. Oh, this no. this podcast sponsored uh -oh. by Shadbase. Because Lord knows Ryan isn't gonna do it. Speaking of which, Sonata, you were saying that you can't bear to look at it with your own eyes. <sighs> well... Yeah, oh no, you guys are gonna make me do this. Now you have no oh, choice. No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and then you get to listen to the audio and post. You get to hear it Welcome twice. To the cast. <laughs> oh no, guys, I'm sick. <laughs> oh god. So, hold on. Back. He's dying. <clears throat> uh, I'm just suffering over here. Alright, Sonata, you're you're <sighs> going to edit the most fantabulous intro we've ever seen in our lives. It, it is gonna have lasers, it's gonna have time portals, it's gonna have Ryan's face on a dinosaur, and it'll probably have, I, I don't know, Cheech and Chong. Chong? And it, you know, I'm just gonna edit in my old, you know what, fuck you guys, I'm just gonna edit in my old avatar saying, you know what, fuck you, the shut the hell up, already. fuck you. Okay, so we are back with chapter that wow, that was the most amazing intro ever, Sonata. You should be Why, nominated you. for a Pulitzer. Okay, so we are we are back. No. Can I nominate myself to kill myself no. really quickly? Uh, no. Uh, we're back with Sonic High School chapter six. And as you so last time on Sonic High School, uh Sonic read the greatest fortune cookie <laughs> saying ever. Uh, the path to glory begins no. at the base of your friend's penis, and uh, then, and then yeah, Tails my favorite line. <laughs> and then Tails brought the invisibility helmet and coat, I think, uh, to SBO's house so that he and Rouge could do the Reach sex the to sex. each other inside of it, and 
And and then uh, afterwards, Sonic was so emboldened that he asked Amy on Sonic Instant Messenger, as specifically that's the brand, if she wanted to become true boyfriend and girlfriend by having by doing the sex to each other that weekend, and she said no way. And then we left off at that cliffhanger. So now <laughs> we get to we get to pick up where we left oh off and figure out what happens next. All right. <sighs> SBO walked to Rouge's house oh, because no, it was no, no, time. No, 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 I have to, I have to read this. <laughs> no, I you guessed. don't. You're not, you're yes, not I do. the reader. Guess whose <laughs> fanfic corner it is, Sonata. I don't care <laughs> whose fanfic corner it is. You have had no. yourself read it. You have had Haydux no, read I... it. The only person who hasn't read it is Ryan. <laughs> SBO walked to Rouge's house because it was time for their date together, and all SBO could think about was that they were about to make sex for the first time. They make keep changing sex. <laughs> SBO looked at the computer and read about what to do and what the right words were so he would know how it works and how to say it right so no one would make fun of him. It was Rouge's house he was It was Rouge's house he was at now and it was in front of him. Okay. SBO knocked SBO knocked Rouge's house door. I hope she's home, said SBO. And she was. She opened the door just then. Hello, I'm home, said Rouge, looking oh always sexy in her tiny baby bra <laughs> and big, cool, cool boobs. Her <laughs> baby bra. So this is the bra she's been wearing ever since hey, she was a little that? baboo. <laughs> what? Tiny baby bra. Tiny baby bra. <laughs> SBO thought she looked like the hottest woman in the world that he could see from here. Where are you taking me on our date tonight? whispered Rouge in a sex-filled voice. Espio mm. thought this one over on the way over so that he could say it right the first time and get her to do what he wanted. Oh my god. That's sex. Oh my god. <laughs> well. Well, said Espio, just let me put on this science hat and we will begin sex. <laughs> oh no. Science. <laughs> oh my god, what's You're happening? You're becoming one of us. <laughs> No! Rouge looked shocked, but she probably was excited too. Espio could tell an that erection? they both had an erection. <laughs> an erection. Okay, Sonata, What's an erection, guys? Sonata, you have to put the text in whenever there's a spelling error. Oh, okay, I'll do that. Okay. What? said Rouge in a shocked way. Right here? Espio said, Yes, this hat was made by Tails specifically, specifically for our date. Specifically. It makes it impossible to see and impossible to hear while I am wearing it. Uh -oh. SBO did a cool face at her because being smart can be cool too as long as you're not a nerd ass. Rouge said, okay, oh, no. let's go inside and oh, gently no. grabbed SBO's hand, but he pulled it back and she fell causing him to fell and they both together <laughs> fell on the grass where they rolled around in it until they are on top of Rouge's house's front lawn. So there's plenty of, of room around them for activities. <laughs> Sonata edit in the clip from Step Brothers in there about activity. Oh, no. This is getting, this is getting quite which, graphic. Which, and here's the thing, it'll give us so much extra space in our room to do activities. Please say yes. What? <laughs> I'm scared. We'll have so oh, no. much more room to do activities. Oh my god! <laughs> this is getting too graphic. <laughs> no. I'm dying, guys. I'm dying. No, said Espio. I want to make sex in you right here. And Espio <laughs> oh put god. on the invisibility hat so nobody could see or hear them, and a whole new world of possibilities were optioned to them so they could do <laughs> so they could do sex in whatever way they wanted. And it was time to start sex right now. 
No. Espio no. revealed his no. penis. <laughs> Espio unzipped his dick. Espio Has he gotten uh, this graphic before? No. I like how it this says up at the scary. top. It says up at the top. There, this story contains no graphic descriptions. <laughs> Yet there is I'm, a blatant I'm penis. Okay. penis I'm, I'm, I'm skimming ahead a little bit, and there's some there's some words here that are quite graphic. Uh. Uh, Sonata, make sure that you edit in a little title card at the beginning of this episode that says the fanfiction is for only for people 18 years of age and older. Uh, this podcast I, is rated 18 and up. I saw, I've seen, I see another quote that is for the ages. <laughs> oh no. All right, all right, all right. You guys, you guys need to be quiet to so I can read this, okay? Sonic. <laughs> SBO revealed his penis to Rouge, who looked at it. Rouge said, cool, and took out her vagina. <laughs> cool, that's out. all you have to say to a dick. SPL's <laughs> She took out her really vagina, she literally from... just cut herself open and just pulled it out, don't you know? SPL's <laughs> penis was really big from, <laughs> from looking at Rouge like when he is in church and it's so boring, uh, but you just get a boner anyway. What? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Okay, no, we need to preface. Like From what I've skimmed, <laughs> if there are any kitties right now, they need to get off of this. Yeah, because do this not is about watch to this. get really intense. Do not watch yeah, this. Listen, listen this children, if you are 17 years and under, get church. off my podcast. <laughs> You know how the, how the guy was talking about that Walgreens plaque or whatever? That was like a real life experience to him? This is probably the same thing, I got a boner in church. I'm sweating like a hooker in church. <laughs> no, I have to I have to punch in no reason boner by ninja sex party right here. <laughs> okay, Rouge's vagina looked like a surprised ghost. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan, oh my God. Ryan, get yourself together. <laughs> People were talking in the last episode how we spent like half of it on fanfiction, and that's what's gonna happen at this rate. Okay. Oh god. SBL's penis. No. SBL's penis approached Rouge like a plane flying down at the airport, but instead of being full. <laughs> but instead of being full of businessmen, it was full of SBL's creamy Italian salad dressing. <laughs> Here it comes. Oh my god. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, you're so Espio, Ramming his mauve avenger into Rouge's <laughs> vagina spot. Rouge screamed sex noises and Espio missed around with her boobs and face like she was the X-Men arcade game. So, so does this mean that Rouge just like screamed sex noises? Like, not even like moaning, she just like literally screamed the words sex noises. <laughs> <laughs> these, metaf these metaphors are making this is like SBO <laughs> slapped his big awesome penis from side to side in her vagina like a hot dog That's windshield not how sex works and Rouge and Rouge was ripping grass from the lawn then SBO listen children this is not how sex works then SBO used his tail to flip her over, he can do this, and put his penis into her butt. He moved his penis in circles inside her butthole like he was building a golf course and digging out the back nine. 
Rouge was flapping her bat wings like an idiot and not flying because Espios was holding onto her ass cheeks and pressing into them with his fingers and leaving marks that looked like it said, wow, when combined with the spot where her butthole is. And that is what she felt because Espio seemed to be a sex professional. Espio... Oh. SBO used his is, tail again. Is, is this what sex professionals do? I always hear the stories. SBO <laughs> used his tail again to flip her over and did all-star sex things like using his penis oh, like a rolling pin on her face and plugging his penis into her belly button to see how far it would go and making a balls hurricane with, with swirling his balls and her balls. What? Finally, a plot twist. Finally, they both got so sexy that SBO's penis ejaculated and semen came out of it and landed on Rouge, who was laying there on the lawn. This isn't nobody... graphic, remember? This isn't graphic They're, at all. This is not, not graphic, graphic at all. But Thank nobody you. could see them, so it was okay. At oh, that I'll start lying. Here we go. At that <laughs> part, SBO screamed, It's semen time! And Rouge shouted, me! <laughs> Espio <laughs> ejaculated semen into her vagina, and that was what happened. What the fuck? Now that they were done having sex, they put their penis and vagina and balls away, and Espio took off the invisibility hat. And it was like nothing ever happened, but they both know it did because they were there for it. Bye-bye-bye, <laughs> said Espio, and Espio walked off her property and away to his house and did the rest of his things until school happened the next day. <laughs> can, can, I, can I just say the, the magical, the quote of the line here in that sick voice? <laughs> sure. <gasps> it's semen time. <laughs> it's turbo time. <laughs> it's hero time. I can't think of a less sexy thing. <laughs> no, 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 when I go meet my girlfriend this is September, you want to know what I'm going to tell her? I'm just going to go go through seductively and Don't hold her close her and just... from this. <laughs> I won't, I won't. I'll just be like... girlfriend much longer. <laughs> <laughs> go to your girlfriend like, I want to sex in your butt, please. I want to sex in your booty, hoe. <laughs> Dan, you have to do this to your own girlfriend. You just have to pull what? up her no, close and just be like... Shit. <laughs> You're on the inverse cast. It's in your contract you just gotta go up to her and pull her close just hold her close oh, and be like Ryan's been i'm glad she doesn't listen to because i'm a dirty slut <laughs> ryan ryan ryan's lonely like the rest of us you know he he, he can't do any of this except to his hand speak for yourself you fucking know that oh you think you just went oh. too far sonata i'm sorry ryan i love you what are you apologizing for i crack jokes about all the time and you ryan do too. and i are in a loving relationship i'll have you know <laughs> i'm in like a loving relationship with like I thought, everybody i thought ryan and Haydox were in a relationship I'm, i'll be down for that you in uh, i'm sorry no, guys. <laughs> no deal uh, Haydox, no will, Haydox, will you be my girlfriend mm. hello guards i want I'm to sorry. make you my pretty little girlfriend <laughs> oh. oh my god. I build brown bricks in Minecraft. <laughs> Based on Hadox. Hadox, you just gotta subscribe to me and I'll subscribe to you. Well, I'll, I'll unsubscribe and resubscribe to you and then you we can be boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Sub, sub, Pretty soon the space show is gonna be standing room only. 
Hey, hey, hey. Don't you diss the space show. Okay. I work hard to clean up that ship for every day that I'm on set. So you shut your dirty cartoonish mouth. master like I am. You put in so much work. of fan fictions and lore. DSP. Kingdom Hearts 2. DSP. <laughs> no, if you want a fucking fan fiction, we play Dream Drop Distance, but that episode's not here nor it's not there. So, you know. But I like Dream Drop Distance. I like Dream Drop Distance too, but that game is podcast. a fucking trip. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Can you whisper that in my ear? Wait, am I really <laughs> soft? What is soft? Like audio? What, what's soft? I don't what's know, going on? So- I, don't- I can assure you I'm hard. But, I mean, uh, in terms of my audio, you am I, like, soft? You loyal. Yeah, you sound fine, Hadox, don't worry. Okay. Alright. Alright. Um, Thank you. We're, we're finally talking about Kingdom Hearts 2 on the show. Yes. It's been a long time coming. It only coming. took us, um... 33 episodes. Oh. I'm surprised Kingdom Hearts 3 didn't come out before we did our page 2 podcast. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 is never coming out. <laughs> oh, I will say, I one. am excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. Who is? Really excited. Well, Kingdom Hearts is like never my favorite out. franchise ever. So It's Hadox's too. Yeah, <laughs> I have something in common with the Baydox. The Baydox. Oh. It's like Michael, Hadox the and I other were day talking about pulling... this the other day. Do you mind if I share this yeah. story, Hadox? Yeah. Hello? Yes. Oh. Okay, so I won't share that story then. Okay. No, 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 no. I uh, mean, no, I don't mind. I don't oh, okay. mind. Can so, I tell it, actually? Sure, you can yes. go ahead and tell it. Okay, so Michael and I were talking, and then he brought up past Skype dialogue we had, and for some fucking reason I said Kingdom Hearts was my favorite franchise. And I also said Xehanort was the best villain of all video game time. And I'm not sure why I said that, but I did. And Michael went through, he was like, you said this. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And I did say it. <laughs> I did. He went all the way back. Just and to that see is the story of how Hadox and Michael became friends. And that's the story of how I met your mother. Sonic and Boom this is Bro. a story all about how my life got tipped turned upside down. So I'd like to take a moment to sit right there. I'm gonna ha- tell y'all how about I came on the, the verse cast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Kingdom Hearts 2 is a video game. It came out at one point. 2005. Five? This I thought it was like, six for some reason. No, I think it's 2005. it came out in America on 2006, right? 2006 Whoa. was the release date of the Nintendo Wii, I believe. Yeah, okay, no, it did. Yes. Okay, okay, it came out. It did. You're right, Ryan. It came out in America in 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I always remember 2005. Fuck up me. Well, it, it, well it in probably- Japan it came out in 2005. That's probably why we're confused. Yeah. Oh, oops. So it counts. All Kingdom right. Hearts 2, released in 2005 to critical success, is the best game ever made. You know, back back in the day, even though it still happens now for some reason, when. It took like six months to localize Japanese games, even when they were more mainstream than others. Indeed. Um. So where where do we even start with the topic this broad? <laughs> uh, so should how? Dan and I like try and get into the story of how this of this game? You yeah, you, you can try. Can, like- Pass the bong, you know, and like... Well, I, I should preface first that this is unquestionably my favorite in the series. 
Oh, so, yeah, I would easily. agree. You gotta, know where, I'm, you gotta know where I'm coming from here, right? I, I have to agree. Like, I've already said this is my favorite game of all time, so... It's Sonata and I might dick ride this entire favorite. podcast, I'm just warning you. So, oh, yeah. I'm just looking like forward Rouge. to it. <laughs> not just like Rouge. Look, Espio like was doing the riding there, okay? Rouge was just <laughs> laying there, legs open, no, spread eagle. he wasn't doing riding, he was doing windshield wiper shit. Like, I don't know what the fuck he was <laughs> He was, he, he was he digging the back fluid. nine. All over the windshield, okay. <laughs> okay, so... Dan, do you want to start? <laughs> with what? <laughs> like, I, I don't know, let's just start with the story of this fucking game, alright? This, you know, this specific game. You know, Dan, if you're, if you're not willing to start, I can hand off the lore master title to Sonata here. Since no, he I seems don't know prepared. what we're starting with. <laughs> I think we're starting with the story like I just said. Do you want like a Some Call Me Johnny one hour plot synopsis here? Like, <laughs> hey, I like Some Call Me Johnny, thank you very much. I didn't say I didn't like him. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you were going to cry like, I didn't say I didn't like him. <laughs> I mean, why don't we start with like our first impressions about Kingdom Hearts 2? Alright, how we that, got into the game? That works. So let, let's get this all out of the way. The first thing everybody thought was, who is this blonde fuckboy? Well, you see, it's like... No, I didn't so, think that because I played KH2 first. So. Yeah, I, I played, uh... I played Kingdom Hearts 2 before <laughs> I played Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh my god, you guys are terrible. Yeah, I did yeah, too. Yeah, well, you know so. what? Kingdom Hearts 2 is... Better than Kingdom Hearts One, so wow! What it. a hot take there, Ryan. What an what a, absolute what a hot take. take. Wow, what an opinion. What an unpopular opinion. What an opinion that no, only you I'm and like, a few other uh, people share. That I'm Kingdom gonna, Hearts Two is better than Kingdom Hearts One. All right. have to pass Who's gonna on start the first to you, Ryan, with, with hot takes like that? <laughs> no, we have to pass it on to Twip, okay? Because he has the hottest takes of 2017 and 2018. You, mm. his Twitter feed. <laughs> his Twitter feed is a hot take. This trophy is a hot mess. Ah, got him! Ryan, All right, can you so talk, got him. Can you talk about your experience? My experience. I don't know, I don't know why you, too? but you just why not? Fuck it. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it's interesting. Not really, but hey, um, I remember seeing Kingdom Hearts two for the very first time at my elementary school. It was around that time. I still didn't have a PS2 at the time, but I saw they had a, um, one of my friends had a strategy guide for it. I'm like, oh, hey, it's that Kingdom Hearts game that I keep hearing about. They made a sequel for it, and it looked really cool. Eventually, I was able to get a PS2, uh, for some reason, I don't remember why. And then, um, my non-blood-related brother, dude, that's a tongue twister, he, um, he gave me both games, Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, as a gift from, like, my birthday or something like that. Um, at the time, I had already beat, not beaten, but I played through most of Chain of Memories, and I read the manga for Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, so I was able to jump into Kingdom Hearts 2 relatively <laughs> aware of what was going on, because I also read the manga for Chain of Memories as well. Um, well so I, mean, I wasn't as confused as a lot of people who skipped out on Chain of Memories, because I, from what I hear, that is a lot of, that that is a pretty common thing to happen with people in the Kingdom Hearts community, where... They thought that Chain of Memories was just a uh, spin-off, so they just went from Kingdom Hearts 1 to Kingdom Hearts 2, and were incredibly confused. Did any of us have, like, did we all knew what was going on in Kingdom Hearts 2 when we were playing it for the first time? Yeah, I did oh, not. Hold up. I did. You gotta be more specific. <laughs> like, did, were we, um... 
how do I put this? We were aware of what happened before Kingdom Hearts 2 when we were yeah. playing this game for the first time. I, 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 did, I still uh, contend that the series isn't too complicated. I'm going to have to stop you right there. <laughs> you see, um, what, what happened with me was... Uh, I the only reason I knew at all that Kingdom Hearts Train of Memories and Kingdom Hearts 2 were connected train of memories? is because I looked train. train of Memories, fuck off. Is, <laughs> is because I looked up the ending the Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories and then I was just like, wait, that pod is in Chain of Memories? But that was in the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2. <gasps> oh my god. Sonata, make I'm not sure that you that edit in the dump bum bum <laughs> in there. No, I'm gonna edit in that what, that one movie where it's just that kid going, oh my god! <laughs> Oh my god! It's no, not that one movie, the, it's the Troll Mr. 2. Oh my god! Oh and then fuck! <laughs> and then an Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. Speaking of which, everybody go watch Marmaduke. It's a blast. <laughs> I would rather watch a better live action animation hybrid, you know, like Garfield uh, Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But anyways, I like Garfield. Kingdom Hearts 2. Because <laughs> you're weird. Hey, don't diss Garfield. I will end everything, John. Even you. Now I, come. I'll butt in Show right now. So that's I a sign that the tank is I full. played Kingdom Hearts 2 first without playing anything else. And look where I am now. So I'm just, I'm just saying he, he's the official know, like, lore master. Nomura himself came down famous. from the mountaintop. He's got he <laughs> makes a billion dollars off of AdSense every day. You know, <laughs> he's King Motherfucking K. He has transcended Dan. He's King K. I mean, K. okay, being Look, serious, Dan transcended. I, he then subscribed to my channel and then he descended. Hey, nobody can prove that I'm sub, sub to you. So just hold your horse. I can put a picture right now. <laughs> Bam. Um. Being serious, I I have a weird perspective having played Kingdom Hearts 2 legit first, and you know what actually kind of made me okay in the beginning were the weird flashback <laughs> dreams that Roxas had. So it kind of filled me in on all the major things that happened in KH1, so I was like, I could accept that things happened before this game, and now we're just on a new adventure, so... And originally, Nomura intended to not even make Chain of Memories. So he, like, so this just might go directly to people. But yeah, he wanted to leave it up to your imagination what happened in between one and two. But well, then he only you know, made Chain of Memories because uh, his, I don't know, it was like if it was like his associate or his supervisor, I don't know, because he's a director, so I don't think he had a supervisor or something. I don't know, but like somebody told him that his wife came in and should. said, "Y'all need Jesus." It was probably one of his producers. So, yeah, somebody told him that they they should try for the same like narrative depth as the Final Fantasy games. And Nomura's like, "All right, I'll fill in the blanks," but he decided to fill in the blanks on a GBA game. So I don't know, like it and wasn't his original plan. Is the point that that does have a bit of evidence? Because like if um. You know, I guess we're jumping a bit ahead here, but uh, one of the things you get for completing Kingdom Hearts 100% is that you get a teaser for the next game. Um, Kingdom Hearts 1 had a similar thing where you complete the game, you get a teaser for something, and it was the scene where you see Roxas dual-wheeling the Keyblades fighting the Neo Shadows 
Uh, and then Riku's up there, and then they jump off the building, and they're getting ready to clash. So he kind of, like, that was more of, like, a conceptual kind of thing that was being thrown around. But, like, he had an idea of the thing that he kind of, like, the thing that he wanted to do for Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, the imagery, some of the art style, and all that good stuff. Well, I, I think if you look at the... I kind of feel like the way the Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memory was designed, like, not just because it's uh, a GBA game, so they had to make compromises, but it, it kind of feels like they were just trying to be like, okay, well, here's a game. It's a game. <laughs> here's a game. Have fun. Let's well, just go stroke it. sucked! <laughs> it's an interlude because it's... It's an interlude because all the plot-relevant stuff that happens, it, it doesn't, like... It rarely strings together into a coherent story. Like it follows a theme, kind of, and yeah. but it's ultimately it's the purpose of the game is to bridge between two games. So it did like if we're really thinking about this, it didn't really need to exist. Like I don't know. Like the way that I'm thinking about this, if you go from one to two, like sure you'll be lost, but. I, I don't know like how lost like maybe you're you're supposed to be lost with Sora because he has no idea what's going on right like uh, I think maybe. I feel like Nomura's fetish with explaining everything is like this weird double standard w during criticism where people are like they don't like when he explains everything but simultaneously he needs to explain what happened in one and two so that people aren't lost and then people have this idea that Oh, but you shouldn't start with this game, and I'm like, well, maybe you should start with the first game and not try to start with any other game. I don't know. Like, but you know, two. Well, you Kingdom should Hearts start with Kingdom Hearts credit. one, just to just to be fair. Yeah. To the credit of Kingdom Hearts two, though, I do think, um, like, the more it's it's, it's an obvious thing, but for a game that has a lot of um, has a stigma for being kind of up its own ass and kind of confusing, I do think it does a relatively okay job of explaining itself. <sighs> Uh, the more it goes on. Like, by the end of the game, I was aware of what was happening. Like, I, I knew who was who, I knew what was happening, I knew what, why things were happening. Um, like, it made sense by the end of it. It was complicated, but it, like, it made sense. It wasn't confusing. Yeah, that's... Listen, I, the games I, I don't like, get confusing until Dream Drop Distance. Yeah, like, that's what I contend as well. Dream Drop I, Distance was like, like when rattling. the Big Bang happened. A nightmare like, within I really like Dream Drop Distance a as a game, dream. but... Now but even then, in Dream Drop Distance, it's not as if... It's not as if you you stop following the story. It's more like it drove off a cliff. Like, <laughs> you can still follow it, but it's like... That's when crazy shit started happening. It Dream like Drop Distance is the equivalent of you just like sitting back in your chair, putting your hand, putting your fingers against the of your nose and rubbing, and it's being like, okay, so, <laughs> like that's what Dream Drop Distance is. By the way, hey Doc, did you explain how you got into into Kingdom Hearts two? Uh, <laughs> I just. Well, Michael and I haven't explained it either. Okay. Um. So, so after not knowing that uh, Chain of Memories was in 1.5, you bought 2.5, oh. right? And then you played Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna... What did I do? I don't even... I don't remember what I do. It's just like... <laughs> why'd hey, you put me on the spot, Asia. man? Clementine will remember flag. that. I don't know what I do. Hey, Docs <laughs> hey, will remember that. 
what did I do? I I wanted to. I did a retrospective, or I was going to do it. So I'm like, oh, I I gotta play this. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, what did you think of the game first time you played it? Did you like it or did you hate it? <laughs> uh, I still I don't know. Uh, I'm I don't uh, uh, mm, I agree. Mm, <laughs> same. I don't know. Uh, the thing is, I think most. All right, I'm gonna get a lot of flack. Oh, I think no, that no, it's a safe space. Hey, Lux. It's no, okay. it's not you a safe you space. You are a Kingdom Hearts you. fan. You're a Kingdom Hearts. Look, Hearts just because me and Dan are Kingdom Hearts buffs, we're not gonna judge you for your opinions. I'll judge I'm, you. Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> the thing right, is, so there's there's planting the joke. Now now we gotta pay off on it. See, the thing is, uh, I don't know. I I feel like when I played it, I'm like, oh, this game could have been better. If they thought about oh, that's fair. Stuff. the worst person ever, fair. you need to get off this podcast. Uh, I, it's not, I'm going to slit your throat and stop it. <laughs> it's just that. So, how do you mean you it know, could be better, though? Like, I'm, I'm curious. Well, I'm sure think, we could talk I, about that later, but. Well, Michael, go on, go he on. asked me a fucking question. I think, um. I think Kingdom Hearts would be a lot of fun if it played like a platinum game. You know? You know, I know exactly what you mean, Hadox. Like when I was playing near Automata, but with um, the first thing I was thinking was like, dude, this would be sick if Kingdom Hearts was like this. Not like exactly, but you know, it had a bunch of enemies everywhere, and like, I don't know, like you know, there's that scene that stands out to me when you're in Hollow Bastion and you have to fight like a hundred uh, or the like, Battle of a Thousand Heartless. Yeah. yeah, and there's not a thousand heartlesses or anything. They're just like it's in batches, and I, I'm like, that's fucking lame. You know, <laughs> I mean, it would be cool if it was like swarming you and shit. You know, like it, it, it felt like there were a thousand heartless, but there were like fifty, and they well, no. just respawn and shit. Yeah, because you do have to kill a thousand heartless. I just, you know, to kind of give the game a pass on that, it was the PS2. It's not like it's a I know thing ever. So. I know. I'm just, I'm saying that I hope for Kingdom Hearts 3 that they do something a little bit different and make the worlds more interesting to explore, you know? Mm. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm expecting too much out of a game that's uh, 10 years old, right? More than that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah just fair, about. Um, to give you a bit of um, to give you a bit of brownie points, that is a complaint I often hear towards Kingdom Hearts 2 is that um, the worlds aren't that interesting to explore. That they kind of just feel like um, like they all just kind of feel like flat arenas for you to fight heartless. Did you, right. did, you, did you know you had to go here? Well, we're gonna tell you that you had to go here. Don't you remember? You gotta go here. I think My Fox, I like Kingdom Hearts for. Basically. I like Kingdom Hearts for <laughs> the story because I think it's funny. <laughs> I like it for the music. I like it for the worlds, just as like a concept. Because mm. <laughs> I think Traverse Town looks cool, and I think Twilight Town looks cool, and I think like the music is awesome, and I think the characters are silly and everything. But I don't know. I just wish it played more like Near Automata, because that's a perfect game in my opinion. I don't know. Um. Well, yeah. I, I, I'll give you this much. Like, what I feel about, like, the worlds that you go to is, um... I at least feel it's better justified in Kingdom Hearts 2 than it is in Kingdom Hearts 1. 
yeah. using Kingdom Hearts 2, where it's just like, hey, you gotta, you gotta make gateways, you know, have a gummy ship. And then in Kingdom Hearts 1, it's just like, hey, we gotta find a key. We gotta follow that key. I don't think Kingdom key. Hearts 2 is bad, but I also wouldn't call it, like, great. But that's that's coming from somebody who doesn't really like JRPGs, too, so... Okay. You know. Oh, you, you, hold on. Before before I we continue, I have to probably say for the more astute viewers <laughs> who are probably being like, Oh, but hey, Docs, you loved Xenoblade, you fucking hypocritical fuck. Because um, <laughs> Xenoblade is really fucking good. Xenoblade, it's different because the story in Xenoblade carries me through everything, and I think, I don't know, it just has a different vibe that I like. Yeah. I mean, game genres as a whole aren't the, the art for everyone, you know, not every genre can be for everyone, but I kind of hold to the belief that almost every genre has one game that is unequivocally good, you know? Yeah. And and I do mean every single genre. Like for me, the every collectathon genre? genre is for me is like that would be like a hat in time. I really don't like collectathons that much, but hat in time is like fucking aces. So I go. Yeah, and I'm I'm not into MOBAs much, but you, you get me on a match of Smite. Smite's pretty fun. Uh, I've yet to play a survival horror game that I liked. Resident <laughs> Evil Seven. Uh, Resident Evil Seven. I was going to say Resident Evil 4. D does it have good controls? Yes. 4? Mm. Yes. Don't remember how. I, seven hated, has I hated the controls, controls in 4. No, well, 7, because seven plays like a traditional FPS. Alright, uh, good. Yeah. Then I might, it's, it's it might really have a good. shot with me. We'll see. No, I think you'd like it. Well, just it's very good something player work. Like I, have, I hold the belief that just because something is good doesn't mean that you have to like it. Alright. Wait, well, I can see what I could agree with that. Oh, are you saying like like I I've, I've, t I've yelled at Jeb and Ryan, or it's just like I I separate the game's quality from how much I enjoy something. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Okay. So you were saying, hey, Anyways, Dan, like you've been pretty quiet over my uh, bashing of your favorite game. Well, technically, well, <clears throat> actually, you could You're choking us. <laughs> it's tied with three other games <sighs> for my goat. Yeah, well, because I can't like. I can never really pick. I don't know how anyone picks their favorite game, to be honest. I can. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's because, like, when you when you start talking about favorite games, you have to like. It's almost like picking your favorite child, you know? <laughs> you, like, that's impossible to do. When you start like, <clears throat> I'll be like, "Oh, Klonoa Two is my favorite game because you know it has uh, like." I am emotionally involved with the story, and it does more than most platformers do. But then I look at KH2, and I'm like, but I can't discount that KH2 has probably the best combat system that I've ever gelled with in my life, and mm. that it has the best soundtrack that I've ever heard, and yes. that more I love the characters to death. So, like, <clears throat> I, I can consider it basically my favorite game alongside, like, these... Uh, several other games so okay. I guess but I don't care <clears throat> hey Docs, to answer you I, my throat is really like I'm trying to clear it but my throat feels really scratchy and I don't know what's going on just give um, a big cough go, <clears throat> um, to answer your question <clears throat> hey Docs, I don't really mind because 
even I, <clears throat> especially with my favorite games, I have lots of problems with my favorite games because it's more about what their strengths are than what their what they overall are. What's the phrase? The sum of better, its parts. I don't know what that phrase is called. Yeah, um, <clears throat> because like I think Kingdom Hearts One has a has a better overall. Okay, <laughs> let me phrase this carefully. I think Kingdom Hearts One has a better overall plot than KH Two. Um, like in the way that it's set up, like I like that in KH One the Disney villains are actually relevant, and in KH Two it feels like when you go to Disney Worlds it. They're just like, hello. If you, they feel goodbye. like a formality. It's not as bad as it gets in like Birth by Sleep or Dream oh Job my Distance, God. but it's Birth by Sleep. That that was that game. You can tell it started down the track. You can tell it started Birth by Sleep. Aqua is best girl. I love Birth by Sleep. Aqua is best girl, by the way. But okay. Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance, those games are they're trips. Okay, they're they're absolute trips. Best part about the fucking uh, Dream Drop Distance is that Frollo calls Sora a gypsy. <laughs> I'm just like, yes. I mean, yes, like, because I, that. I acknowledge stuff like that. Like, when I dick ride KH2, right? Uh, keep in mind that it's it's more from, it's less a fanboy perspective and more a perspective of like, I I can't get the same experience from anything else like I can with Kingdom Hearts 2, you know? Like, mm. there's nothing out there that's gonna deliver me the same. Like, Haydox talked about Platinum Games. I've never truly been able to understand, like, I'm not saying they're bad, because I, I think they're quite well designed, right? But I've never been able to understand a combat system from them, and I've tried playing, like, Bayonetta, or the Wonderful 101, or whatever. And I, I actually like Metal Gear Rising, but it's less because it has a lot of combos and more because it feels good, you know, like, and it's really wacky. And it's kind of the same with Kingdom Hearts 2, like, people will be like, oh, you just mash the X button. And while that's, that's not really true, because you have combo modifiers and stuff, like, there, you, it feels good to play KH2, and I think it's, it has, like, Maybe the difficulty balancing is a little off, but I think it has good pacing. Like, it, oh. I can play that game from start to finish pretty easily. And it's got the most vibrant speedrunning community out of all the games. Probably for a reason. Which one? It, I think it has, like, when, when you talk about, like, difficulty pacing, it sometimes, like, bosses will just be more difficult than other bosses for no reason. But when I, when I talk about, like, <gasps> balancing, Cage 2 oh, is almost perfectly balanced when it comes to like the fight itself when you're looking at the fight enemy all the bosses have revenge values um you know how to like all of your options are pretty equally designed with the exception of maybe one or two summons that are like meh but like pretty much any option that you can think of is not punished in the same way that they will be in future games so it's stuff like that that like I, I don't feel like I can get the same balancing or enjoyment out of anything else. I've never been able to gel with any other combat system that is quote-unquote more deep. You know, like... I don't know. Now, I will say that um, I have... I mean, obviously I have Blake and Wars 2. 
Um, but I also played like the likes of Devil May Cry 1, 3, DMC, Devil May Cry 4, Bayonetta. First one, I still haven't played the second one. Um, and I played some other hack and slash kind of like action RPGs, but like I... I still, like, even before I even played Kingdom Hearts 2, but, like, nothing doesn't, it just, it does not feel as good as Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, it, the controls are extremely tight. At the same time, it's, like, they're kind of floaty as well. Like, it, it, they're feel, it, it's really, I don't know, I guess, like, uh, fluid. It, it's a lot more fluid than Kingdom Hearts 1 Combat by, like, a long mile. Um, and I do agree it was, with you yeah. how, how it's paced really well. In a well, lot of areas. Now, he said I was it was balanced myself, like, well. That he said the pacing yeah, was yeah balanced well. Excuse me. Uh, but the pacing, you know, I can't agree with how it's a bit wonky. Like the, uh, I, the, when the I, okay, like when I say it's paced what... well, I I mean less the. I mean that when I play the game, I will not put it down. Like mm. it's less about like how the game is structured and more about how whenever I play it, it sinks its teeth into me. It's okay. like. And when I say it's balanced well, I don't mean, like, that the difficulty escalation is correct, because it really yes. isn't. <laughs> I, I was just about to bring up um, the it's... fight that you, the, in uh, Beast Castle, the second time you have to visit. Um, I cannot remember that yeah. guy's name. Yeah, Zigbar. Zigbar. That fight, for some reason... Wait, hold on. Zaldan is Zigbar? the one. Zaldan is the one Z at Beast Zaldan, Castle. You fight Zaldan in Beast Castle. Oh, yeah, Zaldan. Zaldan. So, you know. Fuck off. Damn it! You threw uh, me yeah. off my groove. Zigbar. I I was thinking Zigbar because it's just like, oh yeah, the guy's name is the guy's. I thought it was Zigbar for some reason. That and th this is why you're the junior, right? Hey, you <laughs> shut your dirty Anglo-Saxon mouth. But I always I, yeah. felt, I always felt, I have always felt as if that boss fight was just a random difficulty yeah. spike. Yeah. And it's like, there's and like, I can't it deny it because as a it kid, is a difficulty spike, too. but then. When There's I was Mickey. first playing the game, I knew all the spots. It was Zaldan, it was Zigbar, because I played the original version, which yeah. means that Roxas wasn't in it. Um, yeah, same. So, it was Zigbar, it was um, Zaldan, it was... what was another one? Um, I never I, understood which one are you thinking the about? gambling guy. Oh, Luxord. Luxord. I don't think he was ever very difficult. He's not difficult, I, he's I always tedious. struggle with Demix. I hated Demix. My, Am I, I the only person um, in the world that doesn't struggle with Demix? I don't he's struggle easy. with Demix I struggled anymore. With I don't him. struggle with any of them anymore, but when I, I was a, a kid, I did. I have a story to tell with my sister, because um, uh, when I was playing this for the first time, it was actually my sister who was playing it. Um, and she got to the part with... Um, dance, Water, Dance! Boy, that guy. And she couldn't beat him for some reason. She was stuck on him. Um, so she looked up a guide, and she was like, wait, 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 just a minute. How do you equip different fucking keyblades? Because the entire time when we got to that point, she was using one keyblade, the kingdom key. So then once when we swapped well, it out, we were able to take uh, him down, no fucking I have problem. a, a similar so kind like of... I have a similar kind of story, which might explain why I struggled a lot. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, let, let's just say I was not... I was... I was the kind of gamer who would say, play partners in time. <laughs> I know what you're look, thinking look of. At, look at the luck stat and be like, well, if I, if I just pump the luck stat up all the way, then I'll win. <laughs> so, um... Uh, I, let's just say I was not a very smart kid. Uh, so in Kingdom Hearts 2, I didn't know that abilities existed. So I never equipped any of them. So, Jesus. 
Uh, I went through that game several times over without abilities, which is probably why I kept dying to Zaldin or Demix, because I didn't use magic if it wasn't cure. So, <laughs> using fire against the water clones, that wasn't a thing. Using wisdom form, I never used magic in wisdom form, because I thought wisdom form was horrible, because I would just spam the X button, even though wisdom form yeah, is meant for I did the better same magic. Thing. <laughs> so, I was as a kid, I was always like, why does wisdom form exist? And now I know why. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, and nowadays, like, I I can see the rough edges, but it's more like when I say balance, I mean when you're in a fight. I think that there is no fight, and this is especially enlightening after playing Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop uh. Distance. <laughs> um, there, There's not a fight, even the most intense fights, like the Lingering Will or Roxas, yep. or yep. they... You can exploit them because they, they have... They have weaknesses to exploit, even if yep. they're intense. Like... To, to add on to that, I have seen people who are, like, level one, or, like, they're incredibly low level, go up against a Lingering Will and win. So it yeah. is doable. It's, it's more like... That's what I mean when I say balance, like... Mm -hmm. And I do agree, I think they should have put Roxas as a secret boss. I have no idea why they put, like, I know why they put Roxas there. They should have just kind of toned him down a little bit, because... I mean, I loved it when I got Final Mix, because I'm like, oh, instead of just watching a cutscene, you actually get to fight Roxas here. But yeah. they... Uh, they kind of just... I have a feeling they designed the data organization, and then de-leveled Roxas and put him in the main story without thinking about how much they should take away from him to make him fair. Um, but I think all the bosses are fair. It's just that that's a bit of a spike, even for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so? I, I, you have something on the tip of your tongue. I can just tell. Oh, what? Here's the thing. First time I played the game was on PS2. I could talk more about that later, but I didn't play the game again until like maybe two years ago uh, when I got it on PS3. Uh, and for the most part, I was really enjoying myself, uh, especially compared to my first playthrough. Then I got to Roxas and it was like hitting a brick wall. And it was like, it was almost a deal breaker for me. Like I, it was, that boss was so hard out of nowhere that I almost dropped the game. And even even when I, re I replayed the game on PS4, like, not too long ago, in preparation for this podcast, so everything would be kind of fresh, right? And even then, even after having fought, like, the final bosses from Dream Drop Distance, which are, like, brutal, even on normal, and I've only ever played on normal because the final bosses in these games are so fucking hard out of nowhere that I couldn't imagine playing these games on a higher difficulty. Laughs in proud mode. <laughs> I am, and then I get to Roxas again, and I'm like, okay, well, I know how to block now, I know how to do all this shit, and this time I have quick run equipped, so surely it won't be that hard, right? I died like 20 times, and even when I did finally beat him, it felt like luck. And that to me is not good boss design. And the fact that... It really is just the fact that it comes out of nowhere, because I do think Dan is is right for the most part that when i pick up and play kh2 i just kind of keep going with it and it feels the the difficulty progression actually feels pretty organic for the most part 
But then you get to those one or two bosses here and there where it suddenly spikes up out of nowhere. And it is worse in the handheld games that come later. Don't get me wrong. But still, and then that to me is where I really start to get a sense for kind of the cracks in the facade of the combat system. And that, that's where I start to feel more like Haydox does about this whole thing. Because what really annoys me about these games is that the block ability has like this annoying delay on it that makes it like almost impossible to match up with attacks unless if you like already know it's coming and can press it like by at the millisecond of correctness. And you also see, reflect. Well, I didn't even know that existed until this last playthrough because it's it's yeah, like reflect is your godsend because reflect can actually deal damage at the third stage. I didn't know that, and it's it's some like, people actually consider reflect broken. Um, it, 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 if you know what you're doing, reflect and thunder are fucking uh, broken. I can understand kind of what you're talking about with block, because um, it if you compare it, does it come to, out slowly. If you if you compare it to Bayonetta. Or my my preferred comparison is actually Lords of Shadow, one and two. There's a synchronized block mechanic in that game, where it's basically like if you can time your a guard to when an enemy is just about to hit you, then you'll stagger them and it leaves them open for enhanced attack damage essentially. And that so it's a counter. Yeah, and it's it's really fun to pull off because when you press the guard button, it immediately your arm pops up and blocks the you know, the attack. And it's fun to stagger enemies and it feels super responsive. You play Bayonetta, you have Witch Time. Uh, when you press the trigger, Bayonetta does a somersault without fail, instantaneously. Then you go play Kingdom Hearts 2 and there's like this three second delay on it. It's not three seconds, but it feels like it. And it's annoying when you're trying to fight Roxas and I'm trying to block his attacks, but it doesn't work. And in terms of the reflect thing, I recall in your review of Earthbound, Dan, mentioning that you didn't know about certain spells. Yeah, I know spells. what you're going to say here. It's the same thing. <laughs> like, I... I kind of agree to, actually. So you can keep going, but I just know that I kind of agree. Right. It's that I ne the game never... And I think this is a problem with all Kingdom Hearts games, honestly, because when I got to the end of Birth by Sleep and I'm fighting some of these final bosses, I rarely ever used block because of the delay. It just didn't feel right, so it didn't bother learning how to use it. Then you get to the final boss of Terra Story, where you need to block like constantly, and just in order to get some get some hits in, you know. It's like the game doesn't do a very good job teaching you how to use these things, and it's especially bad in Kingdom Hearts 2, where like you can't even get the dodge roll the normal way or anything like that. You have to unlock it by up leveling up your drives, which is a pain in the ass because they decide they need to have yeah. anti-Sora in the game for some reason. <coughs> well, it's not even... Fun fact, Dodgerill isn't even in this that, first... Like, the way how you get those extra abilities is that you have to grind against specific enemies in order to even get them, and you have to grind to a specific level. I think it's like level... Five that you get the ability and it's, you get It's level two. Seven. Well, it's you not, get, it's like, not so much that you have to grind, it's that they don't, like... All they had to do really was make it so that your drives leveled up as you used them. Exactly. Yeah. But you have to it's, grind each individual each, form. The problem is that each drive is like you have to get orbs or you have to defeat nobodies or something like yes. that. Or kill you see, the only drive something. form that feels the most natural to level up is the Valor form. Exactly. Valor form, you get one experience point for every physical hit you deal out no matter what the fuck it is. It should yeah. just be based so. on how many times you activate that form, in my opinion. Also, and I kind of Ryan, hope that if kind drive, of... 
I hope that if drive forms do return in Cage 3, that maybe they'll just stick traditional. Like, yeah. Because I do like leveling up my drive forms and getting the movement abilities. Um, yes. It's just also, that it's uh, weird process to get those. I do know that Quick Run so, is better, if that's before? what you're going to say, Sonata. And you can get that. No, I was actually telling Ryan that he's wrong about half, what level you have to get it at. Is that as you, when yeah, your drive level, level hits level two, that's when you unlock the ability, and then you just keep uh, going. Go. Mm, but isn't yeah. there like a, isn't there like a stronger ability? Yeah. That you get, like, you get like an up max level. You get an upgraded version of the ability you get at level two. Oh fuck me. So. But I do, I um what I do like in um, I guess in Final Mix, is that there's actually kind of a reason to. Um, get the max forms. There's um the yeah. cavern cavern, cavern of, of remembrance. remembrance? Yeah. <laughs> I will. No, I no, no, will. No. My microphone. You guys don't understand. My microphone actually uh, had a minor malfunction, and I have to resync my profile at it, this specific point in time. Future okay. me, remember this. Yeah. So yeah, don't worry. I have OBS with that that going on. So yeah, you should be all set. Okay. Ah. <sighs> What are, you know, okay, so what do we think about Final Mix then? Like, what's, what's with the, the okay? I think it's unequivocally, unequivocally good, with the exception of where they placed Roxas, which might yeah. be a deal breaker. But it almost was for me, me. It's not for me. It's not because I. The thing is, and I was in my Earthbound video. I was talking about um, uh, play conditioning. I think, which is something yep. the H Bomber guy came up with. It's. Oh, he didn't come up with it necessarily. It's kind of like a variation on um, an actual term that I don't remember the name of. That's like uh, I don't remember the name of it. But play conditioning is basically like how the game. It's not how the game teaches you. It's how the game conditions you to learn things. Like in Fallout Three, I think his example was they they teach you about hacking, but in the same room. They also teach you that there's a key, and so the game teaches you that hacking is useless because you're always going to be able to find a key if you just look around. So it's stuff like that. So in KH2, I kind of agree, especially your first or second time, that it's really, it doesn't... This is a problem with KH1 too. This is a problem with pretty much all of them. Yeah. It's... It's the thing is that you can get through the game mostly by doing one thing. Mashing X. And well, I think <laughs> it's not more so play conditioning. It's more like finding the dominant strategy and just abusing that over and over. Well, I, I, I agree with that, but I'm saying play conditioning because the game doesn't doesn't play condition you. It doesn't condition you to know that when you fight Demix using fire is useful because it's it's not like there's no way that it can like it doesn't in the game there's nothing that would tell you that going into wisdom form and using fire is the optimal way to deal with it you know like it's and it's kind of a victim like the beauty of kingdom hearts is also a victim of its own downfall in that it's the beauty and it's why it's one of my favorite games, if not my favorite, is that there are so many options that you can tinker around with mm -hmm. that you bet it's fucking overwhelming. It overwhelmed me when I first played it, and that's why I always just stuck with normal combos. It might have helped that I didn't know that abilities existed, so that was kind of another thing that it's... 
it's hard, I guess it's hard to experiment with so many options to know what the right option is. And that's why I think Kingdom Hearts 2 is one of those games that has become my favorite the more that I've played it, because the more that I play it, the more that I understand how well balanced it is. It's just that, like... The game doesn't really tutorialize it, things all that well. Yeah. Like, if there was a part where in order to solve a puzzle or get through a section, you had to use Reflect to bounce lasers back, then I'd be like, oh, that's what this does. I could see combat applications for this. But... Exactly. Nothing like that ever happens in in the game for any of the magic abilities, really. Not to my recollection right now. So it's just... Well, there is the white mushrooms in the first game that where they're just like, hey, magic exists. Figure out what this specific charade means and then... then yeah, have fun. Okay. Well, that was. No, yeah. I know. I know that Kingdom Hearts Two does have mushrooms in it, but it's not. Um, it well, does. The mushroom thirteen. The mushroom thirteen. They're it's not. not like the the, it's not really the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, some of them are pretty devious. Also, when you, hey Docs, when you talk about the dominant strategy, I'm not even convinced that KH Two necessarily has a dominant strategy because. I think Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance are victims of that particular sector of weird balancing. Yeah, because Birth because by the Sleep idea and Dream of the Drop. dominant strategy is that you there are moves, there are a bunch of options, fun. but only two of those options are truly safe, or like only a few of them. I like in KH two. I think pretty much every option that you go for, like whether you go for like master form or a summon it's not like in birth by sleep there are like there are bosses that kind of make your command deck useless if you don't have like thunder surge or mind squares or things that you can use that don't have a lag in your animations that's when a dominant strategy emerges that's when you find something like thunder surge because it's all the damage for no consequence. And I don't necessarily believe something like that exists in KH2. It's more like the game is problematic in the way that it teaches you about all of the ridiculous amount of things that you can do in it. So Sonata, you were saying something about Birth by Sleep just a moment ago? Yeah, the, obviously, like if you want to break Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance, you just have to use one command, one or two commands, and for uh, Birth by Sleep, that's, that's Mind Square. And because Mind Square, a boss steps on that, that's just damage and damage and damage. With Dream Drop Distance, you use Balloon and you break the game. Yeah, Balloon Row. And it's also that. about how you stack up your MP hastes so that your cooldowns, you can stack your deck, use um, one of the, the fusions, get your deck the way you want it, and make it so that you can spam Triangle, and by the time you get back to your first command, it'll already be off your cooldown. And so you can continually spam triangle and it it doesn't even take that much effort to get like five commands with MP haste on them and then max them out because it's the way the game works. It's not that hard. So like and it's not as if you're going to know that you can break the game when you first play it. It's more like it's it's more like you're going to figure out that there are so many options that suck. But I don't think that happens in <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, I don't think there's a, like an option that will push you to this one option because they all suck. Because I think they all have their own uses. Yeah, and I even remember um, 
again when I was playing this for the first time, there's a command that, or not a command, but it's like a little thing that you get, like an ability that limits your combos. And I'm like, well shit, you know, I thought combos were a good thing. Uh, but then after a while, like when you start going up against some of the later bosses, um, like the final boss was Xemnas, you know, he kind of like, he can break your combos and then that'll leave you vulnerable. You know, so like the quicker combos that you have, also, also, that's another weird thing that this game does now that I've thought about it. How, um, really the only way you can finish off enemies uh, is by combo. Except, unless you're doing magic, but like if you're doing, uh, I lost attacks, to Roxas that way. And that's also when, uh, that, that combo limiter, that's when it helps. Because you can dish out those attacks, but then it limits yourself so it's not going to be as long. Well, so. at that point, I'm just wondering why you, are you putting in combo plus? Because that's kind of optional. Mm -hmm. It's not like you you're, you get a combo plus and it's just like, oh, it's stuck there. You can always de-equip it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've, I've always found that aspect, you know, kind of rewarding to me. Because it's just like, oh, yeah, that's kind of a great way to finish a boss. You know, you end a combo. I, I, I Don't get me wrong. I understand where your complaint is coming from. Be, because, you know, it is kind of annoying that you can't just deal that last bit of HP through an attack. But the way I've always seen it, it's just like, hey, you know, you're doing it at the end of the combo. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah, that feels good. Here, have an HP up. It feels now, good until it doesn't work on Roxas. And then you have to fight the annoying now, boss again. Know what I think it feels good when you're good at the game. Oh! <laughs> if that's if that's how you want to put it. Um, but you know what I think would have been an interesting um, an interesting compromise. It would have been like um, if you finish a boss um, with a combo, you can bring back the um, what was that extra experience point that you tech get? Teching. Tech points. It will be cool that if you can get tech points for finishing off a combo on a boss, like you know that's how you finish off the boss with the combo. Um, so at least that way you have some sort of incentive to finish the boss off with a combo, but then again, players who don't want to do that aren't necessarily punished. But then again, the workaround is if you just, you spam magic. You know, that's how I got through most yeah. of the fights in the That's why it mostly doesn't bother me, because I just do my blizzard at the end. Mm -hmm. But then again, with if some, you're It's just that with some bosses, they're immune to magic, which yeah. I can understand being frustrating. Also for, you know... Like in my case, I didn't really use a lot of magic my first time playing through, so you know that was a bit of a problem. All right, can I? Ask Next time you go through, just remember that reflect and thunder are your best friends. Absolutely, <laughs> thunder special. Well, so oh, thunder destroys. When I played the game recently, uh, I ch I specifically is usually I choose the sword at the beginning of the game, you know, for like the stat buff. Mm -hmm. This time I decided to go for magic just to make it different for this playthrough. And I tried to use magic more often, specifically the big three, but... Can can someone remind me in Kingdom Hearts 1 how the magic system worked in terms of, you know, how the magic ran out and how you refilled it? So in Kingdom Hearts 1, you had a definite amount of MP, like you had single, like, magical points, and each spell took up a certain amount. And in order to refill it, there was this little orange bar at the top, and if you got that orange bar to like one MP point, it uh, gave you that one. Then it got two, you got that second one, you went, went to three, it got the third one, and so on and so forth. And basically, if you had all of your MP and then that entire orange bar all the way around, you would have one extra MP point that's not listed. In Kingdom Hearts 2, you have a one long magic bar that refills over time as soon as you're done using it. And 
every uh, every spell has some of it, and if you don't have like enough to cast it, it'll just use the rest of it. But cure is a special case in Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh. Cure takes up all your magic points, no matter what. You could have one point miraculously, even though it's impossible, and cure will only cost one magic point. That's why it says all and not a definite amount. <laughs> if okay. I remember right, doesn't uh, using the summons auto refill your magic gauge as well? You're using the summons takes away your magic gauge. It takes away the magic. I thought okay. I thought summons use the drive gauge though. Oh wait, do they? Yeah. Yeah, they, they do. do. No, I'm thinking of limits. They consume all your MP. Okay, yeah, that's that's certainly okay. So okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so I don't think summons affect your magic, or maybe they do. They, like they take away a certain amount, just like they did in the first game. But yeah. Basically, when you're running out of when you're running out of magic in Kingdom Hearts One, you hit things or get MP orbs. Otherwise, you're fucked. In uh, Kingdom Hearts Two, in order to refill your magic gauge quicker, you uh, have to you, you really can't unless you use ethers. So in Kingdom Hearts Two, it's just like, oh yeah, you used cure. You all you better get good and suffer. Or you know you can uh, have uh, yourself be using elixirs or ethers and have yourself be the sole user of those, so you're not like in trouble or anything. Now, doesn't Kingdom Hearts 2 also have the magic bubbles as well? Yes, they do, yeah, they do. But not every enemy drops but them. It barely, okay. it barely makes a difference from my experience. It helps, but not very, not by very much. That's that's one of the things I actually really, for the most part, I would agree <clears throat> that Kingdom Hearts 2 has the better combat system on the whole. I think that's nearly indisputable, but. I hate the magic system in this game, especially since I just got done with the playthrough where I focused more on it. Because it always seems like... It, it, it is the cure thing, I think that's what ruins it for me. Is that money is so hard to come by in this game for some reason, and even then only some Moogles actually sell the high potions you need. It's not like a thing where you get a certain distance into the game and suddenly all the shops have high potions. You have to go to the specific store, which is a minor point, but still. And my friends keep using them all up, and you can only have a certain amount equipped at any one time. So inevitably, I end up using Kiraga for everything. And it's just because some of the later bosses hit so goddamn hard and stunlock you all the time, it's just inevitable. I need Cure to, to heal myself, and because it uses up all of my magic gauge, I can't use that to fight the boss. Which is a really big problem for Zigbar, where you pretty much need to use magic to hit the fucker most of the time. Unless if you can, you know, like, do a counter on his lasers and stun him long enough. You know, you can do that, but he always... Reflect exists. <laughs> I did try using Reflect for that boss, actually. It didn't help much. Um, oh, damn! And because that was after I knew it was a thing. So I did try it once I knew it, it was a thing. But it, it still took me like five tries to kill him because once you get to a certain point in the boss There's just so many projectiles flying around all over the place in those big white lasers And I made the stupid mistake of doing the auto limits for Donald and Goofy So every time I'm trying to knock the big lasers back. I keep accidentally activating Whirligoo for something and it, it would have been so much easier if I could use magic to fight him, but I can't use magic to fight him because I have to use cure to keep myself alive. And the re only reason I have to keep using cure to keep myself alive is because he keeps hitting me and there's like a hailstorm of bullets all over the place. I, it, I remember the magic system in Kingdom Hearts 1 not being nearly as annoying as that when it comes to cure related to other spells and values. I remember it refilling much faster. I remember not needing ethers as much. I, I don't know. 
I is there another game that uses the same magic system as Kingdom Hearts One? No. Undertale. They all, much, they all kind of like adopt the Kingdom Hearts Two magic system then. Uh, no. Okay. Kingdom Hearts One magic. Okay. <laughs> I, I've been wanting to say this. the The problem there was that in most cases in Kingdom Hearts One. The MP gauge was not, I don't think that was a, um, I, I don't think that was like as well balanced as it is in 2 for a few reasons. Um, with the exception of maybe the Phantom, where you're constantly using magic, ugh, um, it's, it's pretty rare Especially in Endgame, even using stuff like Ars Arcanum or uh, anything that took up magic, it was pretty rare that I ever. It was pretty rare that I ever needed magic or that I ever felt like I couldn't use something. And in that sense, it, there are some limits which make you impervious to damage. And I, I think that that might be a little bit of a problem and the fact that you can cure spam whenever you want your net like it rarely net, like felt like I was in a lot of danger because it, I didn't feel like the game was punishing me enough for practically spamming all of these like like spamming cure and so in some sometimes unless I really thought about it I didn't try to think as hard about what the boss was doing because I was like, oh, I have second chance equipped, which means that if I get hit by a combo, um, it's not going to kill me, right? So the idea is that you just keep getting hit, right? And I'm like, okay, I'll just cure. Because as long as I'm getting consistent hits in, it will refill the magic gauge. What I like about KH2 is that then I actually started to think about what I was doing. Because I think the problem is, um, it, it, if I was, if it was the same, then I wouldn't think as hard about what I was doing. Like, I would keep using Cure, because Cure is really powerful. It, especially Kiraga, because it heals everybody in your party. So, I think that using magic spare, I don't know the word for this, like sparingly is is probably how the game was designed and i like that the mp gauge reflects that i've always liked that it had a cooldown that you can technically influence um but it takes much more work to get a bunch of elixirs to do that in the first place or ethers um it, it wouldn't even be such a problem for me if it refilled faster but it always takes way too long the way I've always felt about Kingdom Hearts 2 magic is that I, I was a little more hesitant to use my cure spell, but I've always had a fallback for that, and that is the drive forms. Like, drive forms are an instant cure. Like, they instantly refill your MP, yes, they I know. instantly refill your HP, so it's like, okay, I can just use a drive form and then uh, disengage it, unless the drive form is really useful in that instance. Except like, um, when it's anti-Sora. Okay, Zigbar. we're not going to talk about anti-Sora right now, alright? We can talk about him in a little bit, because anti-Sora, I have a tiny bone to pick with him. I think everybody does. I don't like understand why he's alive. in the game. 
Because the game. Oh, I, I know exactly why he's. Why in, he's in I the know game. why he's in the game. He's just not executed very well. No. So, he, actually, no. I'm gonna. We're just gonna talk about it right now. Anti Sora is in the game as a punishment for using the drive forms too yes. much. They are your punishment for saying, "Hey, these drive forms are super powerful, and I'm super fast and super awesome with them." The, the KH2 dev team was like, "All right, so if the players decide to have too much fun with uh, uh, the drive forms, we're just gonna make it use a really uh, physically weak version that's fast. He can move fast. He hits kind of lightly, but he, he he can get in so many hits that it, it's almost the same thing. But here's the problem: you can't use any magic while you're in anti's force, anti sword." So you are basically fucked for healing unless um, the enemies are now dropping see, HP. Or, now, if I remember the, correctly, the, there is an actual counter for the Antisora, right? Like, it's, there is a counter. Every form. time you use um, Wisdom, Valor, or Mastery, it has this counter to one. And each time this counter goes past ten, there is a... Uh, and as long as this counter is past ten, you have a chance of activating Antisora form. But, um, and every time it does, it, it reduces the counter by three, I believe. But at the same, but if you use final form, which you unlock at random after um, the Roxas fight, and, and you're holding the two become one Keyblade, yes. um, it reduces that counter by ten instead of uh, by three. It's just okay. The idea of Anti Sora is a it's a good idea. It's not it's not well executed. The idea is that we don't want people I think the to reality abuse drives. Yes. But that's they don't want people to the way they implemented it. Was, for one, it was it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like, because the problem is that they don't want you abusing drives. But like, this should really be an in-battle counter, not a long-term counter. You know, like the problem is that they have a counter that ticks for your entire playtime. Yeah, and it's so invisible too. This. Anti-Sora affects even speedrunners, and that's, that's like, there are some runs, or routes, that people have to be worried that they'll trigger Anti-Sora. Like, this is, that's when you know that this is probably a little bit too strictly enforced, you know, like... It, it's they, like if you activate Anti-Sora and die, runs dead, you know? Because that's, I think it's actually a really good idea, it's just, it has the opposite effect, like... I mean, I guess it'll make I guess it'll make people wary of using drives, but it's like people don't know how it works, so they don't yep. know that it's supposed to punish drives. If you knew how it worked, once you know how it works, rather, you know why it's there, but it never fulfills its purpose correctly. Like it's just so it's like I think the game is really well balanced. That's the one thing that I still don't understand. And you know what's even worse is that in scripted boss encounters, the uh, the percentage rate of you activating Antisaur is doubled. You know <laughs> yeah. what? That sounds right. Because it always seemed to be that in certain boss battles, like when I need drive forms the most, either to refill my gauges or just to make the boss easier to fight, like Zigbar, I, I would use the drive form and suddenly I'm anti-Sora oh shit there are bullets ricocheting all over the place and I can't I don't stand a chance in hell of attacking him directly with my little claw attacks now I get to run around the arena for five minutes while I wait for the drive gauge to plummet and then by then I probably sustained so much damage that whatever magic I got back from activating the drives I'm gonna waste on a cure spell 
You know, I, I do have to say also that I do think that Antiform is kind of wasted in terms of story potential, because the whole point of the new clothes that Sora gets is that it's it can use the drive forms, um, which was granted by the three fairy godmothers in Yensen's palace. You know, it's like, oh wow, it's this new form, you can now dual-wheel keyblades, that's fucking tight! You know, I just wish there was, um, there was an actual story reason as to why Antiform exists, you know, it's like, because I mean, he, he looks like a dark, corrupted version of Sora, he's incredibly primal with the way how he attacks with his claws, and again, it looks like a heart, it looks like a heartless version of Sora, I just wish that, you know, it, it's kind of like as if the, um, he uses the power so much that it kind of corrupts him, I guess the first thing that comes to mind would be like the black the black suit that uh, Spider-Man gets later on in the comics, but um, in the Sam Raimi movies. Well, no, and like also in the comics, in in some of the games and everything like that. Oh, Miss Piggy. Black suit is like an actual. Well, you see, I think the thing, thing that, that the anti-form is essentially insinuating that Sora is tapping into whatever darkness is well, inside of him. Well, the canonical reason for anti-Sora no. is that because he was briefly turned into a heartless in the first game, that's why anti-Sora is a thing. Well, yeah, that's what, it's that's more, what I'm, I'm trying to I'm thinking along here. the lines of, um, like, you know, again, again with the, the, the black suit comparison, it gives you, like, a lot of power, it gives you, like, a lot of stamina, it makes you, like, this really powerful person, but you use it for so long, you eventually get corrupted. It'd be the same thing with the, the drive forms, it's like, you use them for so long, you get too reliant on them. So, you like, know, um, then... hyper mode and Prime 3. Sure, sure, that make, that's, that's a good comparison to it, yeah. I could see but something again, like that working, like, actually. I just, I wish there was like some sort of story element to it. I think that would have, um, Yeah. I, I think one of the bigger things about Antiform is like, if, if like, in-game we actually like, knew how close we were to doing it, and there were like, items that like, help reduce it, but they're like, super rare. Like, yeah. say, um, like in the drive menu, the, like, there was a little thing that says like, okay, so, you, uh, since you've been using it, this is how close you are to activating Antiform. Um, like if you had like a percentage and it's just like, okay, maybe I'll, it's like, if you see that in the menus, like maybe you'll be more hesitant to use them. Like, yeah. instead of just having it be a hidden mechanic, like, I don't, like, this is, this is a hot take, I guess, but like, I don't necessarily mind hidden mechanics because I play Monster Hunter. There's tons of hidden mechanics, yeah. but you know, like, I, I don't necessarily mind them. It's just that when they're, um, when they're almost player hostile is when there's a problem. Because, well, like, yeah. in Monster Hunter, there's the hidden mechanic of motion values, and you don't know the motion values exist unless you look them up online, but which, you know, Monster Hunter World Remedies, which is, uh, <laughs> I need Monster Hunter Worlds in my life so bad, so bad! But, um... The other problem with, with it was Antiform is that, the at least the way that the game was conditioning me while I was playing it is, you want to be using these things constantly all the time, so that you can get those abilities. So that you can like dodge roll and quick run all over the place to avoid certain attacks. So basically every time my gauge was full I used drive because that's what the game was telling me to do. So the fact that Antisaurus of the game is completely antithetical to that play conditioning. I don't fully agree with that because I also don't think it does a very good job explaining that you even get abilities because you don't even know how to level up the damn drives in the first place. It, it is in the it's status they screen. Tell you. They do tell you. They do not tell you. Not very well. Like, <laughs> obviously it's not very well, it's just like, I, again, or, the reason I even knew about this thing is because I watched a playthrough from Grand Pyromania. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, I used that's to watch old. him. Yeah. 
Uh, I used to watch him too. But uh, he was like saying how it actually works. Um, I, I feel as though like whenever you get a new drive form, like they should like have like a little status screen. It's just, like, hey, here's what this drive form can necessarily do. Yeah. Here's who is going to be consumed while using it. Here's how you level it up. And you know. Yeah, because you, you get the drive forms uh, periodically throughout the game story. Like, it would have been nice to have. Again, it would, I, I just wish that the drives had a bit more plot relevance to them. Like, for every, like, they would affect the story in some way. It's like something were to happen that caused you to get the wisdom form or that caused you to get the master or, or the final form. And at that point, they could have had, like, a little breakdown saying, oh, hey, this is the wisdom form. This is what it does. This is how you use it. You know, just Actually, I just, I just thought of something that kind of would have made sense is, like, what if, like, there was a boss battle, like, the cutscene for the boss battle started, and then, like, whoever was supposed to be, be consumed for the drive form, they went up to Sora and be like, you know what, I'll help you this time, and then they activate it, or then Sora activates it, and then, like, right before the boss starts it, like, you're already in that drive form and it's telling you how to use it, and it's, so like, it, actually fucking useful for that boss fight. So, so like, say there was, like... like, in uh, Persona 5, where it's, like, you get a new party member by using them in combat, you get to see how they, um... How they activate their persona? Yeah, like that—that'd be really cool. Like that's how I, I played the game. Like, that's how I played Xenoblade Chronicles too. Whenever I got a new party member, I just immediately threw them in my party. Like mm. that's what happened when. Uh, uh, wait, you guys all completed Xenoblade Chronicles too, right? No. Damn I'm it! <laughs> I'm still. I, I'm only like an hour in. Well, you get a so new no spoilers. <laughs> well, I got a new character. And it was just like, oh, hey, they've got some new abilities, kind of. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to put them in my party. And then I I got uh, Dan's best girl, and I'm just like, she hates me. <laughs> I swear to God, she hates me. Also, Dan, you're wrong about best girl, but that is a discussion no, for another no, day. No. We're not talking about best girls here, Sonata. We're well, when you guys, if I... if. <laughs> If I was allowed on the Birth by Sleep podcast, I would be yelling about Best Girl right now. Because Best Girl is Aqua. Speaking of which, Fuck you worry, fight I'll, do, me. I'll do that for you. You don't need to worry. Speaking of which. God damn it, Aqua is Best Girl. Ugh. Who is Best Boy? Sora. Uh, Sora. Sora, no question. Sora, no question. Look, Michael, I wrote an Zaymore. entire eight minute video Zaymore. about why Sora is Best Boy. Oh, trust me, I'm going to redo that video in the future. Anything. I <laughs> I think me especially am I... definitely on that in a way that you guys even aren't. Mm. Hey, dogs, how you been? Good. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I took over the, the podcast, hey, dogs. That's fine. <laughs> There's a cat trying to get on my lap. Fuck you, cat. I will! <laughs> No, Ryan, stop! Okay, no. so we've we ended up talking about a lot of game mechanics stuff right up front, and mm. Sonata, while you're editing this, you're gonna put in regular 15-minute time codes for people so that they can jump in. <laughs> Why? Uh, because if somebody has to leave <laughs> and come back, it's it's helpful to have a timestamp that says, here's where they talk about the drives. Uh, oh, fine, I'll remember it. No. At least I'll try to. I mean, but uh, won't you be watching again while editing? No, you know what I'm. You know what I was actually thinking about doing. I was gonna have like a little thing that pulls up from the top that says, "Okay, they're gonna start. Uh, uh, start. Or they're gonna. Da, 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 da. They're gonna start talking about this like right here." 
you know, oh, okay. like have something coming from the top of the screen, you know, for my reference. Or, or you for, could just you know, put a marker in so they can see that. You look, I want to be visually flashy, so shut up. All right, oh, it's up to you. Oh, damn. It's just markers are easier. Damn. That's what I do when I edit, but it's up to you, my friend. I'm probably gonna put I'm probably gonna put markers in too. Jesus H Christ, Who called Mr. Me? Man. Who called me? Ryan does look like Jesus. <laughs> I get that a lot. That and isn't Shaggy why, and Jack Black. Isn't Jack that Black. why we have a picture of Ryan as Jesus? That was in Jeb's server. Who has that picture? I do. Delete it. Deletes. Thank you. Uh. Delete this. So, so anyways, Exit, what were we talking about? We were talking about the gameplay and then what? Uh, yeah, I mean, do we have anything else? It's Mostly we talked about combat, I think. Do we have anything else we want to say about that before we move on? Or Let's move on to the soundtrack. I, I still is... think that the combat is what makes it for me. So. I mean, my thing is, again, this is my favorite action RPG. This is one of my favorite games of all time. I love this game to pieces. Um, but my thing is also, like, if... We were talking about the combat, but then again, in terms of gameplay, if you don't want to count the Gumi ship, Gumi, what else is there? Like, it's there's not really a whole lot else to this game, other than the combat. You want to argue, Little Mermaid's fucking uh, finny <laughs> fun? Listen, by all means, which you right can ahead. completely skip, by the way. So. I mean, unless you're going for 100% completion. I have a but. feeling that that world <laughs> is only in the game because Nomura wanted to see Sora shirtless again. A finny feeling, maybe? Yeah, uh, finny feeling. Uh. Either that or he just wanted to give some eye candy for for the ladies. Which, I have a... See, Exo, see, here's the thing. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, but that sounds a little, um... A little fishy. <laughs> Can we talk about the worst world in Kingdom Hearts 2? Uh, which one is wow. that? Waterworld? Atlantica. Yeah. I don't think Waterworld. you have a lot of contention on that, so... <laughs> can we talk about the actual world, though? <laughs> yeah. Can we can we talk Best about the world, uh, world that never was? But those uh, boss fights, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Well, those those are all my favorite boss fights. To be fair, um, I, I like know. Beast Castle. Eh. I really I like I, Hollow Bastion. Hollow Bastion was yeah, Hollow, Hollow Bastion guys. Hollow Bastion was good. You know, um, I went through. No, guys, Radiant Garden was the best world. <gasps> oh, uh, the Lion King world. The Pride Lands. Pride Lands. I don't like that world that much. You can't use I your drive. Like I liked it. <laughs> I liked it because Lion. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just I, I don't know. I I felt like this, uh, Sora was going Super Sonic Racing. I actually have a little like meme that. video of that. I I like. Watching Sora go super. I mean, this is coming from somebody who recently kind of gelled with Atlantica in the first game a little bit. Oh so I, God. I feel like you I've, heretic. I've lightened up because I like. I just kind of like the the spice of life, you know. Like <laughs> every every now every now and then, you just sprinkle in something different, you know. Like, mm. and it's to me like being a lion cub isn't like isn't super annoying you know like you can't use your drive sure but you can use a lot of stuff that you still have and it's like you control differently you go really fast also uh, i really like the boss fight that takes place in the second time you visit uh the yeah i like him too i the, thought I, that I, was the big uh, fuck off torterra yeah <laughs> 
Goes faced. Lion Sora goes faced. Oh! Oh! Uh, the, 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 the Halloween Town! You gotta go to Christmas! I like Christmas. Yeah, I like that. Oh, uh, I, I, I like that world, too. I liked that world. I liked the little things that were going on in it, too. Um, I didn't... I'm really trying to figure out what my favorite world in Kingdom Hearts 2 was. Just... What about you, Haydox? What are your favorite worlds in Kingdom Hearts 2? Uh... My favorite worlds... Probably Twilight Town. What? Twilight Haydox. Town. Uh, just as an aside, while Haydox is thinking... I didn't know until no, my I said third playthrough. No, I said the word. I, I said it. Oh. Oh, what happened? Which one was it? I said my favorite world. I said Twilight Town. You're cutting out again, Haydox. I said Twilight this Town. This is going to sound weird in the final edit because uh, it's going to... It's like, we won't be able to know what he's saying, but I will. See, I, <laughs> I have, have all a, the control. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. So what, what was your favorite world? I have a theory. I have a theory that Charter starts cutting off my internet after a certain amount of time because they don't think anybody is up. Huh? What time is it for you, dude? It's eleven. I think it's like twelve nineteen in the East Coast. It's eleven nineteen. If he lives right in the same 11. time zone as me, it's eleven nineteen. Eleven nineteen. Uh. So wait, can you not hear I me? I can hear you right now. Yeah. You, you are. Oh, that's like sucks. for me though. You are coming in like chattery. Yeah. Uh, you sound like a robot. Night. Uh, so what was your favorite really? world, Haydox? We didn't hear it. My favorite world was Twilight Town. Okay. Oh, I really like Twilight Town. Um... That world made me cry! <laughs> it made you cry? <laughs> Look, you wanna know what makes me cry? The opening cinematic for Kingdom Hearts 2. That- that makes me cry. Twilight Town made me cry! Um... Just as an aside, uh... Up until my third most recent playthrough, I never knew there was a second round of uh, Space Paranoids. Oh, yeah. Because I thought that... I really like Space Paranoids. I, I didn't know that... I thought that the, uh, the Underdrome and the Hercules world was just like an optional side quest like it was in the first game, so I never played it. But after, you know, beating my head against the brick wall that is Roxas, I said, you know, maybe I can get some experience by doing that Coliseum thing. Then I played that. Oh, turns out there's another story as well. And then after you do that, you unlock the Space Paranoid second round. 